This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege and a delight to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And the theme throughout this week is going to be hesitating before the Lord. Uh, We'll talk about what it means to be sitting on the fence rather than being decisive. And we'd like to start by looking at a portion of scriptures from 1 Kings chapter 18. And we know this chapter follows a very powerful chapter, obviously chapter 17, where the prophet Elijah came on the scene and he was challenging what was going on in the land of Israel. And he came face to face with King Ahab. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to 1 Kings chapter 18, beginning at verse 17. It says, And it came about when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, Is this you, the troubler of Israel? And he said, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, because you have forsaken the commandment of the Lord, and you have followed the Baals. Now... Then send and gather to me all Israel at Mount Carmel, together with 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the Asherah, who eat at Jezebel's table. Verse 20. So Ahab sent a message among all the sons of Israel and brought the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. You know, it's amazing, Junie. God says before the Lord comes, an Elijah kind of people are going to prepare the way of the Lord. He cannot return before Elijah comes on the scene. And we see that Elijah was a man that was very precise and decisive. And we need to see that we are not called to halt between two opinions. As, as, as Elijah said, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. If there is a clear distinction in two choices that are put before us, halting, H-A-L-T-I-N-G, between the two is sin. And the word halt in our language basically means stop. But in the Hebrew The word for halt means to hesitate. It's interesting. For example, I think of what it says in the New English Bible for this verse. It says, how long will you sit on the fence? 
And in Hebrew, the picture is of a bird going from one limb of a tree to another limb on the tree. It, in other words, it cannot make up its mind, so it's halting between what it should do. It's hesitating. And this same word in the Hebrew scriptures is used to describe Mephibosheth. Now, I don't know if you, that name is familiar to you, but Mephibosheth was one of Jonathan's sons, and he was lame. So really halting or hesitating between two uh, views or opinions is really making us lame. And we become lame when we halt between two views, when we waver, when we're lukewarm. We're really disabling ourselves from being effectively used by the Lord. I think it's really important, Shelley, to go over verse 18 and really talk about this. Um, Well, in verse 17, it says, When Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Is this you, you troubler of Israel? And Elijah answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have because you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and you have followed the Baals. So sometimes, Shelley, we think a man of God or someone is coming and causing trouble for us when in fact the problem was not what Elijah was saying or how Elijah was leading or even the words that Elijah had. The trouble was that Ahab and his households were not following the commandments of the Lord and began to follow idols. And I think that this week, if we're going to talk about halting between two opinions, I think for you and for me and our listeners, We really need to examine our own lives to see if we're following the Lord, if our lives are holy, if we're um, crying out to God to cleanse us, if we're following through with the things that we know are right, making right choices, or if we think that someone, something, or even the unseen world is troubling us when the trouble is really in our lives and in our hearts. You know, for believers, Junie, as you were saying that, the real problem is once we do not obey the word of God, we are in trouble. And the power of deception is so great, we'll never see it. You know, deception is so uh, deceptive, if I could say it that way. And we really need to see that once we are not clear and determined to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, there will be trouble. And Elijah, of course, was called by God to bring the nation back to obedience to the word of God. And we see, Shelley, in verse 21, that Elijah came near to all the people when um, Ahab gathered all of Israel through Elijah's um, telling him to at Mount Carmel. And in verse 21, Elijah came near and said, How long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. They were silent 
because deep down inside they knew the Lord was God, but they weren't following his ways, his commandments. Their lives were not right before God. And the only reason Elijah's life was right before God, Shelley, is because he followed the Lord. He cried out and asked the Lord to transform him and change him and keep him obedient. You know, that makes me think, Junie, of uh, the first verse in chapter 17 when Elijah came on the scene. And this could be a word for all of us today where it says, Now Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand. If we are going to stand before the Lord as Elijah did, we are going to have to stand up for the word of God as well and live by the word of God. How many of us realize that we are called to stand before the Lord? And this is the key. Otherwise, there will be trouble. So Elijah was not the troubler, but King Ahab and his whole household was. But what's interesting, Junie, I think this could be related to all of us because what we see in 1 Kings 18, the portion of scriptures we're looking at now, is this, that there was a choice that had to be made. It was a choice to follow the work or the, or the ways of man. In other words, Baal was a false idol. This was a, a, an idol created by man. It was a work of man. So that's always a choice that we have. Are we going to follow man, our own views, or our own ways? Or are we going to live by what the Lord reveals? In other words, Elijah lived because he had revelation knowledge of who the Lord was. And that's the choice before us every day. Do we live by what we want to do, what we think, or what a good opinion is? Or are we going to live by the revelation that God gives to each one of us? And you know, Shelley, that is really why we need to be born again. And uh, a man cannot live a holy life without the Holy One living in our heart. And for any one of our listeners who has not given your heart to Jesus as the Son of God and the Messiah, I encourage you even now to pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart and to forgive you for your sins. Ask him to cleanse you and make you whole and allow Jesus or ask Jesus to live his resurrected life in and through your life. And we don't often talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Shelley, because it's such a controversial subject. But as we enter in to uh, the end of the age, I think of the ten virgins and the oil that was needed because they were all virgins. And it couldn't be bought for a price. It couldn't be given by those other five virgins who had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, who, who were filled with the Holy Spirit, and their lives were different. So I just want to encourage each listener to ask the Lord for more of him that you might be able to live his life and not your own. And why that's so important is because Evil is beginning to rule like never before in the earth. Amen. And America is not the country that she once was with the years of abortion and uh, accepting gay rights and thinking that you're helping someone 
by saying there's nothing wrong with it when God's word shows us that before God it's an abomination. And so what does that really mean? That means that those who live that kind of life showing are really in trouble with the Lord. And as God's witnesses and as God's servants, we have an obligation to love the sinner but hate the sin and really apply what God's word is saying to our life, just like Ahab thought Elijah was causing him trouble. But the truth of the matter was that he and his household were halting between two opinions, that which was of Baal, idols, a fallen God, and that which was the commandments or the ways of God, the Holy One of Israel, whom we know today as being the Messiah, the Christ, yes, the Son of the living God. And Jenny, you know what? We could sum it all up by saying this. There needs to be a return to truth, absolute truth. Everything is not relative. There's an absolute truth, and that absolute truth is the Word of God. And you know, didn't grace and truth come and kiss in Jesus? That's right. So, Lord, we do pray Thank for you, grace Lord. and truth. We pray, Lord, for ourselves as well as every one of our listeners that we would come to you and live a holy, righteous, and clean life before you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.